0: Welcome To the one to one podcast with our priest on a mission, Father Dan Larry, I'm your co-host Kevin Wells. So the name one to one comes from the words of Father Al, who said, when you're confronted with a child who's sick, you cannot be indifferent. You have to help this individual on a one to one person to person basis. Father Dan, welcome back to the one to one podcast. Thank you so much, Kevin. great to be with you i It's great to be with you i've I've been thinking about you. Really, just the past couple days, and I've been wondering, around 3,400 girls in Chalco, what do they celebrate the feast day of Our Lady of Guadalupe like? It was just the other day. Kevin, I, I don't know whether you've ever had a
1: spiritual hangover. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, it, it was uh, amazing. It was exciting. It was fun. So at 6... 25, uh, I'm outside and there's hundreds of girls gathering by the Statue of Our Lady and then the fireworks go off uh, and they're shot up in the air and the girls are totally caught off surprise and um, so they begin to sing. Las Mañanitas, they're singing to Our Lady, very beautiful, very reverent, uh, but full of joy. They're all huddled together. And it was powerful. And the day just progressed from there. Big celebrations, a big holy mass uh, in the morning. And in the afternoon, they have a procession, just like they do at Guadalupe. All the girls file by kind of two by two, making an offering to Our Lady. And in the evening, they have dances where the girls do sort of these spiritual dances to Our Lady, honoring her, you know, the image of Our Lady of Juan Diego, you know. This little girl was Juan Diego, and she had on this blanket, sort of this white blanket, and the image. But it was the blanket was dragging, so it was quite funny because I think poor Juan Diego, I don't think he dragged the, the image of Our Lady of Guadalupe around. Probably but... not. Probably not. <laughs> Maybe we Who lost knows? parts of Who it. Who knows? Right, but it was really funny. And this little – she looks sort of Indian. Uh, and so she she had a little mustache on. It was it was hilarious.
0: That's uh that's that's just tremendous. So you said they got up at the crack of dawn, and I've done that before down there. Was it one of those mornings where the sun's shooting over the volcanoes, and it's just a because because I imagine the weather down there is perfect now. It's just just describe the morning. And just it was a beautiful. Lot. It was chilly when we started the songs.
1: You know, the sunrise came up about six forty. So the sun was coming up just over the, the, the volcanoes behind the background of Chalco. And so the girls are singing to Our Lady of Guadalupe and it, the, the, the colors were magnificent and really just vibrant colors in the sky and with the girls singing. Um, and so it was, uh, it was really a joyful moment to greet Our Lady, thinking that yes, the Basilica is closed But at the same time, here in Chalco, there is a a song. Songs from the hearts of these little girls are echoing. You you couldn't get rid of them in the morning. By the way, they wanted to keep going on and on. They kept singing songs and songs. So it was
0: it was a classic moment. It's excellent. It's just all based in love. And what what is it like? We know Ireland loves Saint Patrick. What is it about the Mexicans that that has such a devotion to Our Lady of Guadalupe? Why is it so strong?
1: Because I think through through Our Lady, she just. She brought a a real sense of maternal presence to them. And she said to Juan Diego, am I not here? I who am your mother. And for so many, really, at least in the work that I do, for so many that have gone through experiences of abandonment, other traumas, the abiding presence of Our Lady of Guadalupe is, is a real spiritual foundation for the girls because there they can find um a a presence a maternal presence when maybe they had it maybe they didn't maybe it was a different maybe mom had gone through a lot of pain herself and so being able to turn to our lady in times of trouble um it really gives the girls great um peace and, and and serenity
0: yeah yeah and i know that is something that they might be feeling right now especially in the aftermath of the feast day but but i know you've been working you've told me you've been working really hard to equip these girls for what they're about to do and that is they're going to a lot of them are going to return home to their villages and a lot of these villages there's tough situations and i'm wondering as the chaplain what, what you're doing to try and coach them up before they leave well
1: there's a you know it's it's a different the reality is that the girls that are in the fifth year let's say the oldest they're basically freshmen in college for the most part. And they're not going home like I went home from Villanova, you know, looking to go out to the bars and the restaurants or whatever. Unfortunately, the the girls are going home to what they left, you know, five years ago. They're going home for a few weeks. Um, And so there's this dichotomy that exists in the girls, which is really, um, unusual for me to experience because it's very profound. One aspect is they want to see their families. Two, they don't know what changes have taken place in their families. You know, their parents write letters and stuff, but many parents, maybe because of their education and their finances, they don't send regular letters. So it's been 11, 12 months since the girls have heard anything. Another aspect is a lot of the girls are going home to the situations that were unhealthy in terms of protecting them from people who have hurt them in the past. And so I'm spiritually and also paternally preparing them saying, look, here're the boundaries. Here's what you can expect. They're they're going home with a spiritual cheat sheet. You know, some of the families have left the faith um, or there's faiths that are attacking their families. So the girls are go- going home with these You know these little cat, these little apologetic cheat sheets on the Eucharist to teach their families. Um, They're also going home with holy water to bless their homes. The girls are also going home with the knowledge that you know I've been telling them you just have to help one person. And so I've been doing this novena of masses here for one mass for their dad, one mass for their mom, one mass for their brothers and sisters, one mass for their grandparents, etc. That they would be instruments for their parents. And, and the three words I brought to them is service, sacrifice, and joy. Serve the family, sacrifice little things, and make fun of it, like have joy with it, and then also be joyful. And uh, so they're going home with that, sort of that mission, really. it's it, Father Al called it the apostolate to the home, and they're going home with that in their hearts.
0: Well, what you're doing is you're sending missionaries back into the home. These, these are missionaries. Yeah. I mean, we think of we think traditionally, we think of like the Jesuits that came to America and, and they got their fingers gnawed off. But, but essentially, these are modern day missionaries.
1: Yeah, that's what Father Al really wanted them to be. He looked at the church and, in the 90s and saw in Mexico that it was getting, his words were decimated by ignorance, by lack of faith, and by other sects that were attacking the Catholics. And so he wanted to form strong children that would then form their families to know the Catholic faith and then go out and really to evangelize and actually in a way be leaders in their parishes. I gave a talk the other day about at mass about how to help their parents get ba- uh, get married. I said, if your parents are happy, call the pastor and say, hi, father, my name is so-and-so. I'm at the Via de las Niñas and my parents want to get married in the church. Hold on one sec. Mom, it's father. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Oh, you do that with your little brother. You just catechize your little brother who hasn't been baptized or first communion. And then you just call the pastor yeah, or leave yeah. him a note. I said, yeah. That's the way it's going to do. And they were howling, laughing. I was like, Yeah, just knock on the door. My father, my name's so and so. My little brother wants to get baptized. Can you call him?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like sneak attack mission work. It, that, yeah. That's great. Yeah, they're hitting hard. It's Carpe Diem. I, yeah, now- it's, it is solid stuff. Yeah, it is. And because why waste it? Why go home and kind of be a wallflower? You know, they, they understand now what it, what it means to a certain extent to have their wounds sort of addressed. Christ comes in, the graces come in, they, they're going to want to spread it. And I guess that your role as their chaplain is, here's, here's some itineraries, here's some ideas of how you really can be effective, and let's talk about it when you get back in January.
1: Yeah, Well, Kevin, actually, part of the goal would be that the older girls had a retreat with me, 500 of them. And they're taking their booklets home. And I gave them cheat sheet notes from my retreat. And I'm asking them to give the retreat to one woman in their family. Wow. Yeah. It's five talks. Then, you know, I gave this prayer of healing and um, a litany of trust. And I said, I want you to give the retreat to one woman, your mom, your grandma, your sister. And the other is, the other aspect is, Let's say one of the girls went through some scary stuff or some tough times. I told them that you owe it to your little sisters to have a conversation and ask them the tough questions. Is anybody being mean to you? Has anybody hurt you? And you owe it to her. And I said, you know, you fix her little hair or, or you paint her nails. And after a few days, you know, I, you know, I said, you spend a lot of time with her. And then you say, has anybody hurt you? Because we've got to stop the cycle of of pain. And I said, if somebody hurt you, you need to, you need to stop the cycle. And some are going to go home and tell mom and dad that people were mean to her. Uh, some have really gotten that fortitude. And it's going to be a, a tough conversation. But some of them feel that it's time
0: at least to talk to mom about it. And yeah, that- I'm very very pleased. That's raw and that's rubber meets the road and that's real. And, and we, we, I I'm, I'm guilty. I just forget that it's that real. And, and um, th- those are conversations that they might open up some dangerous things. And, and um, maybe, maybe the little sister says, yeah, you know what, it, it's bad. And, and, you, and I think just as you know, Someone who doesn't know any better. Well, then, then what's, the, what's the poor girl do that you sent home as a missionary? And have, have, have they asked you these questions? Have you given them advice?
1: Man, every time I turn around, I got 50 kids in line waiting for me.
0: Yeah, right. I mean,
1: this is, this is pastoral work in the guts of the belly of the whale with every kid. Yeah. Because every yeah. kid will come in and say, I want to go to confession. And uh, Can I ask you advice? Tengo, yeah. necesito hablar un consejo. Okay. And she will say, I need some advice about this. And it's about mom or dad or this or that. And um, yes, I, you know, the, the, the thing is, um, it's really a question of just telling them it's okay. You don't have to be perfect. And I told them, you have to witness to your faith. Tell them how the Eucharist has healed you, tell them how maybe the Mass with healing prayers. Witness, because nobody can complain against you if you just witness. Right, right. And the thing is, I said, tell your story. Tell your story about God's love for you. And uh, it's a little different approach, but it worked in the States and it's going to work here because these are little missionaries. And I said, if you cry, if you stutter, if you don't worry about it, the Holy Spirit will use you.
0: Oh man, that is, that is just, that's too much. It's, it's practical and it's beautiful. And uh, it's, it's going to, I mean, you know, it father It's just going to change Mexico in small piecemeal ways. Mexico changes because of these trips home during the Christmas season. And, and I had heard another thing that you're doing to spiritually equip them, not only the retreats and the cheat sheets, but uh, you and I both know that, that Chalco is is a large area, and it has four seven story, uh, um, you know, dwelling places for these kids. And I, I, somebody told me that you're you've been walking to every room with the monstrance. I mean, that's miles of walking with the monstrance and and sort of praying with the girls. Tell me about that. Yeah, well, you know, I get these ideas, and I've learned I don't want to tell an idea
1: to the sisters because then it becomes material then it happens, it materializes. Right. So I had this idea where I was like, man, wouldn't it be great? Cause some of these guys are having bad dreams and you know, they have just had scary experiences. And I say, why don't we take the monster blessed sacrament go through building by building. And so uh, we did it. We went through building by building with the blessed sacrament. I had the monsters vested. And so I would, I would go down every floor. The girls were lined up in the middle of the hallway two like opposite sides. And I walked into their bedrooms, bless their bedrooms. And then I walked back through and the girls touched the hem of the garment of Christ. And the idea is that there's healing here at the, at, at, at the, at the via and there's healing in their homes. Okay. And that they're safe here and that they can be safe at home. So I was trying to make the spiritual connection, especially with the bed and their dreams and the scary stuff that it's okay, that you can be okay. Jesus walked through here and remember he walked through here for you and that he goes with you. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was, it, I mean, it was really beautiful. The girls were singing and praying their rosary and, and you know, for them, for the younger girls, it was the first time. And so they weren't, they were new at it. Sister ringing the bell and candles, um, but the older girls, they understood more profoundly because the little ones have only been here four months and, you know, 200 of the 800 have never been baptized. So by the time they split, they're going to be baptized and catechized. Right. Right.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Tremendous. I, um, you know, I was just thinking, so you're, you're doing all this to to get them right for when they return home. And I'm thinking of a typical Christmas morning, whether it's in, chalco or actually in tanzania i i don't know if you know father but they just opened a girl's town in tanzania like what what is a typical christmas morning what do you think it looks like for for a boy waking up in guadalajara or chalco or guerrero or oaxaca or even tanzania it's just from what you've learned from what the girls have told you what can they expect on christmas morning
1: well it's very interesting there's no santa claus in mexico OK, don't get upset, Kevin. That's right. I know you're <laughs> going to get um, I know You can bring them down here, buddy. But there's no Santa. And so there's there would be the mass and they can watch the mass online that I've done. And um, but then it's a day of really family time. OK. Um, and without COVID, they were in they were all out. It was sort of like the whole city the whole town 500 800 people would be out and they would be together sort of eating and um you know i think it gets a little rowdy towards the end of the night but the idea is that everybody's together and they're celebrating and then they pass the baby jesus there's usually like a, a little stat a little um baby doll of jesus you know and the poor baby jesus man he's always dressed up like you know, he's got all this lace and this bonnet on. I mean, I wouldn't even want to look like the guy, but whatever. They he pass the baby Jesus around, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so, 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 go ahead. Yeah. So, so, and everybody holds the baby, and they 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 rock the baby for a little bit, and then you know they they pass the baby.
0: Mm-hmm. So there's no there's no sweatshirts and hoodies and ball caps, and, and it's just it's family time. It's it's all about Jesus down in Mexico.
1: Yes, you know, and and you know it's all mixed because, in in the ideal experience, yes, it it's preserved, and unfortunately, you know, some families just have some serious brokenness, so it doesn't always function that way. And you know, not the, remember the girls that are here, they're here not just because they're poor; they're here because the family is broken. Yeah. So like. It's not just poverty, it's significant poverty or emotional poverty. So some are raised by their grandparents. Some have most, most are from divorced families. Sure, sure. Or unmarried families. Um, Some, you know, didn't have parents. Uh, And so when you talk about the population here, you know, that's the majority of them and i mean 90% 95% are just little girls who had real poverty i mean that was the qualifying the qualifier to come in here not just
0: poverty but emotional spiritual poverty of course yeah it, it goes it goes far deeper of course poverty is multidimensional i speaking of poverty father i don't know if you know but <clears throat> but uh, world villages for children which is um you know they have They're. this is the organization that father al founded they're running something right now it's great it's called angel tree donations i don't know if you heard about it but you know many no. of these kids as you know father they don't they don't re- they'll receive zero christmas gifts there's no santa Claus. there's nothing so what they're doing is if you go on like worldvillages.org and look at their angel tree donation they're you can, You can donate nine bucks for a pair of shoes. Um, twelve dollars gets ten kids, colored pencils. I know they got you know ten t-shirts for twenty four bucks and and actually, you know baseball baseball hat. Buy ten baseball hats for fourteen bucks. So I, I don't know if you know about this, but with that Tanzania just opening up, I guess they said that you could buy one hundred and sixty mosquito nets for six hundred bucks, which they need desperately in this new this new uh, get up in Tanzania where Sister Maria is. Right now, so I um, I'd encourage I encourage the listener just I'm going to drop that in there uh, because these kids many of these kids you know this these are necessities these aren't these aren't a bottle of perfume and some hairspray this is this is the real deal so if, if you guys can worldvillages.org to support these children there's 22,000 all over the world and it's the angel tree donations and I do know that it's if you make a donation it could be matched dollar for dollar right it, it's it's good stuff so Father I um is that, that money like, coming
1: from you Wells? You matching it?
0: You chiseling? <laughs> <laughs> I do I do my part. I do my part. Uh I'm a monthly giver. But I gotta step it up, don't I, Father? I gotta step it up. So uh so Father, w- w- with that said, before before you lead us out with the blessings, I you want to pass on to the to the listener? No man, I, I thank you so
1: much for letting me bringing me, let me share the story of the kiddos. Yeah. I mean, I, I got some real tough, tough kids, man. Um, I would just say this, Kevin, not every kid is really able to go home. And at some point I can share why they're not going home and stories of why the girls aren't going. Are, um, you, able to, are you able to share? I mean, generally, not now, but, yeah. yeah. A general In a general way. Sure. Oh yeah. I know that. I know. I mean, I just want to give you one. Let me just give you one. Lay it on us, lay it on us. One so one girl, I don't know, it's like, you know, you you she lives in Guerrero, so it's nine, ten hours by bus, whatever. And when she came here first year, sure, she didn't really she had her dad had to borrow the money to come here. And there's a couple of kids in the family. Now she can go home, but she approached the mother's sister, mother Jen, I mean the mother Spirian said. I don't wanna go home at Christmas. And the answer was, because she doesn't wanna take the money to go home. She doesn't wanna spend the money for transportation. Um, And so she'd rather stay here so that the money can be used to feed her brothers and sisters and the family. Wow. So, you know, she doesn't want her dad to borrow money again. And, you know, it's 40 bucks. So you take like a nine hour bus drive which is not over the top because the sisters work with the bus companies. I mean, it's a whole, they really do a great job protecting the girls. You know, somebody comes from the village, all right, to And then they go with all the girls from that village because they keep them safe. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, but then when you get to Guerrero, the girls have to take other buses to their villages. Okay. Which is complicated. It's hard. Sure it is. And it's not just like the, the, the buses run on time. So um anyway, that's just an example. Like, I mean, there's just real raw sacrifices that you hear about that you can't help but be touched by the simplicity of the offering of the girls.
0: Yeah, that's that. Like, that I don't that, that I don't want
1: to go home because it's food out of my brothers and sisters' mouth.
0: Yeah, that that's a that's a little girl that knows. Uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe. I mean, yeah. it, she lives as an. So there's op- tons of those. There's so many of those that it's it's hard to pin down. Well, here's what we're going to uh, do. I, I, on, on Friday, we're going to we're going to hook up again for a podcast. I I want you to to share a few more stories before the kids leave, because because these these uh, these touch the listener's heart. They touch my heart. They touch you know. You're not alive if they don't. I mean, that is just a that's just a giving. It's a sharing of this this little girl. It's beautiful. So. Um, yeah, I, I want to I ring some of those stories back up next time we meet. Um, that said, Father, why don't you leave us out with a blessing?
1: All right. May the Lord bless you, protect you, give you peace. And may the Holy Spirit come upon you, guard you, and guide you. And may the Lord be with you in all you do. And may Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you very much, Father. We'll see you in, uh, see you in a week. Right on, man. Peace. Bye-bye.
1: You've been listening to the One to One Podcast with Father Dan Leary and Kevin Wells you want to learn more about the founder Father Al or how to support Father Dan's mission and the Sisters of Mary's mission, head on over to worldvillages.org and to follow more podcast episodes, go ahead and subscribe like, share this podcast so more people can find out about the goodness coming out of these awesome conversations for more podcasts and podcasts just like it, head on over to holyruckus.com thanks so much